quite like me. Uh. I be getting down on the MIC. Uh. Only Don Peace you gon' catch me with. Yeah. Big Belly, can you handle it? Yeah. Diggy, Niggy, we Jiggy. Baby, you ready for Big Belly? How many you want it? Uh. How many you need it? And, we- and welcome to another edition of Out of Bounds with your host, the lawyer for the city, Brandon J. Lawrence. I'm Carlo Kellum. How's your day going today, Mr. Lawrence? Going great, man. Going great. It's a great day today. Now let's get the mic situated. It's a great day today. It's a great day to be alive, man. You know, this is living. Living is good. Living life is real good, man. Yeah, How's man. your day? Great, man. You know, you know me. I make the long commute just to get here on time to enjoy the evening with you with a, a lot of good sports talk. So, man, it's great to be here. I mean, where else would you rather be? You could be any other place, but where would you rather be? 1450, the sports no. books, out of bounds. <laughs> it's the only place to be. No doubt. We got a good show today, man. Uh, what are we going to talk about, Carlo? I mean, we got a lot going on, man. You got Tony Stewart this this past weekend with the incident that he had. Uh, the PGA Championship here that was held in our very own city, Louisville, Kentucky. Yay! The new Tiger coming through, winning the PGA. What's his the name? new Tiger? Four, is that hey, his name four, now? Hey, four majors and what? How well, four majors and what? The last couple years? Yeah. What's the time? Yeah, I mean two in a row. I would say so. I say he's uh he may be the new the new top that they needed in uh, pro golf. Well, the only problem is he's not American. That's the that's the major problem. I would think. Yeah, that's the only for Americans. Yeah, he's not American, but hey, he's still he's playing some heck of a golf right now. Serena's playing up in Cincinnati. She yeah. just won. Yeah, Serena, close to home. Surprised you're not at that event, Brandon. I love Serena, man. My son loves Serena. He wants to marry her. I don't think any man doesn't love Serena. If you don't, then something is wrong with your eyes. I think men and women love Serena. Yeah, we also got NBA news, man. Got Wiggins on the trade block. Donald Sterling. Finally, officially selling the team. We got a lot to talk about today, and then we also got our our, uh, our college football segment coming up at the the top of the second hour. Yeah, we got uh, the going deep guys are coming in about seven thirty to so. give us uh, give us an update. I hope they don't talk a whole bunch whole bunch about U of L, man. I mean, you know, it's a whole lot more football going on than the University of Louisville. Well, you know, these guys that live here in Louisville think that it's actually a football <laughs> school. So. <laughs> see. Hey, you know what? I, Charlie Strong left him a heck of a team, though. I give him that. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I really like Charlie. Why he was here, but hey, that's another story. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby, you know, he's got a. Uh, Bobby's got some big shoes to fill. I would think. Charlie Strong left on a pretty high note. He did. He duplicated everything that uh, exceeded everything that uh, what's his name? Bobby Petrino did. Charlie Strong was was the man. When yeah, he, he took in. it to another level for the program. I must say. Yeah, no doubt. Also, you got the NCAA lawsuit with Ed O'Bannon and the video games. I do not like Ed O'Bannon. This is the first year <laughs> I can remember in a long time I haven't been able to play college NCAA football. <laughs> man. I mean, that's one well, of the things I look forward to. Every, you know, that's one of the things I look forward to for the last 20 years of my life. EA Sports is over, man. man. It's, it's not It's not happening anymore. Um, Ed don't O'Bannon. Pay, don't, play, don't pay college players. You don't get paid. You don't get paid out the video games. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. I, I don't know. It's then that's going. We're going to get into that later, but that's going to cover. That's going to go into a lot of different areas, a lot of different directions going forward. And of course, the NCAA is is uh, appealing that. Um, you know, it's funny. It's a funny story. I got a my old college president Bernard Franklin is uh, um, 
is a is is an employee of the uh, NCAA now. So I don't know if I don't. I mean, he's you know I don't know if I should like him or not anymore. <laughs> I don't know because NCAA are they they gangster man. They're like a Gustapo. They they're pretty you know. Millions like, of dollars, millions of dollars. <laughs> hey, Trev, that's a good clip to get. Prime millions, time. millions of dollars, millions, millions of dollars. dollars. You know, but I mean, hey, man, what are we going to start off with? So, what do you think about this weekend? We all saw. Well, if you didn't see what happened with Tony Stewart and the whole incident of him uh, killing his fellow driver, you know, you being the law expert, Brandon, I know you have the complete inside track on this story and give your legal perspective. Yeah, man, I what got the, I got the inside track. You know, um, you know, I was up there in New York. As soon as they did it, uh, as soon as, as soon as Tony Stewart did it, man, you know, uh, it was Kevin Ward Jr. Man, he's a twenty-year-old. This is like a dirt track. This is it was. Well, you know, Tony Stewart got his start racing on dirt tracks. So he's he's, <laughs> yeah. going, he's going back to his roots. He took it. Yeah, I mean, I could say, I would, nah, nah, you can't say that. You can't say anything about dirt naps. That wouldn't be good. But um, Tony Stewart, man, he ran his guy over and and uh. You know, the, and, 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 you know, expectedly, the kid's dad is kind of going, you know, he's going off, man. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he, he's, he's calling, calling Tony Stewart out, uh, according, according, Kevin Ward Sr. is calling Tony, Tony Stewart out. He's saying that, um, you know, he, he, he's, why did he have to go up so high? And going, you know, going. It was no reason for what he did. Basically, just in short, he said it was no reason for Tony to, to, um, to drive like that. Um, but here's the deal, man. This guy is saying that uh, he he's saying that Tony Stewart should face some jail time. And and, and I don't know. I don't know if it's a knee jerk reaction. I mean, you know, if you lose you lose the loved one, let alone your offspring, and so young in such a unnecessary situation you know i heard people saying why did the guy get out of the car um you know but i mean here this stuff happens all the time these guys go yeah. i don't know if they go on the track though i've never seen that i've seen you know people in pit they get a run off the road even tony stewart's done it he's gone and thrown a helmet at the car and yeah, he's you had know a few incidents with other yeah, drivers he's, you know, he's they, a hothead yeah but I don't understand, and maybe I'm, I'm not too familiar. Carolina Steve, if you're actually listening, which I know you are, I'd like to hear what you have to say about this. You know, yeah. I know he is good. I want to know why was he on the track? Carolina, hey man, Carolina was upset about this man. He what? called in Saturday on the um on the uh, sports buzz. You mean Sunday? On, on Sunday, yeah, on on sports buzz, he called in with uh hosted by Kelly Patrick. He was called. He called in and was you know noticeably upset I would say visibly but I didn't uh -huh. see him he was noticeably upset man he was you know you know uh, I mean cause this, is, this is a deep thing man it's, it's, you know you don't want, you never want to see a situation like this so what like was this. the guy doing on the track I out of his know. vehicle I mean I don't know I don't know I don't, but then again what I would like to see I, I don't know a hothead too this was a this was at NASCAR so did, did they have cameras in these vehicles that he was driving or was this a lower grade event I have no idea I mean it was a dirt track so I, I would I like know. to see what his reaction was if they do have camera footage of inside the vehicle. Well, I know they do for NASCAR, but I don't know about this dirt track stuff. All the preliminary indications look like they're not going to charge Tony Stewart in 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 uh, in this thing. I mean, so, you know, because so the what, guy kind of uh, contributed to his own demise by getting out of the car. You know. Yeah, Tony like, said he didn't see him. He said he didn't see him. I believe so. Wow, he said he didn't that's wow. Because <laughs> <He said, "Yeah." laughs> about four or five cars passed this kid oh, wow. that did not hit him. 
you know. But hey, if he says that's his story, he's sticking to it. Hey, you know. So do you think? What, what, so what if he had decided to continue the race that weekend? If Tony would have, think they would have been bad. Probably bad press for him. Probably it would have been bad press. It would have been bad press. You, but re- you remember when Owen died in the middle of the WWE ring? The show still went on, man. I do not remember no, that. Okay. Right. I'm not, you know, I don't, I watch, I watch, uh, I don't like to watch actors. But I, yeah, I, yeah <laughs> I, I guess it was the right thing to do for him pulling himself out of the race and, you know, I guess, you know, showing respect for the family a little bit. Well, yeah, I mean, and plus he's probably, I'm sure he was broken up about it if he had any type of feeling in his body. I'm sure he was broken up. But I mean, uh, so let's get let's get what's next, man? What's next? We're talking about uh, cause, I mean, I'm tired of talking about Tony Stewart, man. He's, <laughs> I mean, he's Tony Stewart. He, he's, I'm a Jeff Gordon fan, man. I drink milk in the winner's circle. Yeah, I like Jeff Gordon. Brandon, too, is it man. safe to say he may not face jail time, but the civil lawsuit's going to be settled as quickly as you can probably get around a track by Tony Stewart? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Is this? Hey, a, I mean, are they going to sue the dirt, the dirt track to put on? Oh, this? everyone's going to get sued, and yeah. everyone's going to pay settling out of court because they know. They don't want to have to go to court because they're going to pay him more if they go to court, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. I don't know what the law is up in up in New York because if if it's a um if it's a state where you have any type of contributory negligence, then it might be something, you know, it might be kind of tricky, man, because it's a different story. If this kid's, you know, if this kid is in the pit in pit row where you're supposed to be, Tony Stewart hits him. You know, he comes flying in and hits him. Okay, he's on the track. Nobody else is out of their car. He's the only guy that's out of his car. How would this compare yeah. to like a, a boxer being injured in a fight and, and perishing, or you know, a football player getting hit just in any wrong well, way? I think it's different. Up. Yeah, I think it's different in boxing because you expect to get hit. <laughs> yeah, that would be like that would be yeah. akin to the trainer coming in coming in the ring. And to throw in the towel, and the guy throws a punch. Kind of like a million-dollar baby where the late hit, and she falls well, and breaks her neck. No spoil- Sorry for the spoiler, but if it's been out 10 years, no spoilers can be given. You know, it, that type of thing. Yeah, I don't know if you do. I don't remember the guy's name, but Max Kellerman's brother, the guy that killed Max Kellerman's brother. I don't know if you've ever seen this footage. This footage out there, he was a boxer. He went to shake the guy's hand at the end of the fight, and he just cold knocked him out. He got pre- They pressed charges on him. He did, like I think, five years in prison. Well, I mean, you know, you weren't expe- he wasn't expecting to get hit. That wasn't in the course of the of the competition, though, was it? No, nah, it was after the fight. Yeah. I so, mean, this is during a live race, and this kid just, he, I mean, yeah, his car is disabled, and he's upset, but he just, usually you wait until the- um, They come push you out? Yeah. I mean, they were in a caution. Right. Though. They were in a caution, though, so people were, were warned to slow down regardless of him getting out of the car or not, though. But he walked, he, like, got out of his car and walked down the track and waited for Tony Stewart. And Stewart supposedly revved his engine, missed him on purpose, but revved his engine kind of to scare him, but that's what caused him to fishtail it and end up connecting oh, with him. So if we get, I mean, you know, you're going to bring all types of reconstruction experts and experts on a car and experts on tracks, and, you know, you're going to get into all that type of thing. But, I mean, they might settle quick. I don't know. Who, who's, you know, was this kid like some hot shot? Was he like a, was he supposed to be an up and, up and coming racer? You know, because then you get into um, what's his uh, what's his um, you know income expectation, and uh, you know you get to getting you get into vocational experts and all that stuff like that. So that's going to play a lot into it, also. I mean, you know, was he expected to live a long life? 
You know, I mean, that's that's what they do in these wrongful death situations. The, the other question I have is if you're Tony Stewart, not do you get another car because NASCAR allows you to, but are you able to drive again? I mean, if you were in Stewart's situation, I mean, hitting, involving an accident mm. that causes death and maybe in, in the course of the gentleman still in the car and a wreck that, that causes it like that, which is a different scenario, like right. as you said with the boxing comparison. But if you're Tony Stewart, I mean, can you drive again? I mean, can you? I mean, we're, you know, not to make a Will Ferrell reference, like but you know, can Cruise? he get back in? Yeah, can he get back? In, like Days of Thunder, Days <laughs> Shell Shock, or even get back behind the uh, the airplane when Goose dies? Like, <laughs> like Ricky Bobby, he's gonna start living pieces Ricky, now. Yeah, Bobby. I mean, I don't think Tony's just gonna catch himself on fire and run around as tidy white easily on the course. But I mean, if you're Tony Stewart, can you get back behind a wheel? I mean, would you be able to? No I mean, I, you know, those guys that's are wide. Those a guys are wide different, man. You know, I mean, they're, they're, that's why they're in there in the first place. You know who goes? You know, two hundred miles an hour for <laughs> however long, make con- making constant left turns on rocket fuel, basically. Yeah, yeah. you know. So I mean, they're, they're different. So I, I'm sure he'll probably get in, and he'll probably, you know. I mean, I guess it, it, the fan reaction will be like, you know, in- interesting. It'll be interesting how the fan react, how the fans react. And if you want to get in on this conversation, man, give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line. 502-384-1450. That's uh, 502. It is 502, right? That's right. 502-384-1450. 384-1450. I mean, you know, because a lot of people have um, some emotions about this. A lot of people have um, some 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 pretty hardcore feelings and pretty, you know, pretty they're pretty passionate about their racing. I mean, you know, because this, ra- this is racing country with mm-hmm. uh, Kentucky Speedway and you know all the other because there's a lot of dirt tracks around here in this area. You know, especially what right up the street. What is that thing? The the figure eight. Yeah, you got that. You got the place down uh, on your way to Fort Knox. Uh, there's a little racetrack. I think it's dirt racing. I don't. <laughs> I don't, watch it. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. I don't know that about NASCAR. Yeah. I don't even consider it a sport, so I don't know. <laughs> oh man! If you think uh, <laughs> Carolina Stephen called you, yeah, I know. So I watched, uh, listen, my closest thing to NASCAR is me driving home tonight after the show. <laughs> I can make less too, and if they let me go two hundred on sixty five, I'll do it myself. <laughs> so I have no. Yeah. But I, I will, it doesn't mean I don't want to talk about it and, and bring it up because it is still. Even though it's, I don't look at it as a sport. It's still a sporting activity, an activity nonetheless. Yes, yeah, activity. I just wonder, you know, like you just said, you made a good point about the reaction of the fans. I mean, if you're NASCAR, how quick? Because Tony Stewart's one of your. I mean, I don't know the, the the top of the food chain in terms of recognizable people, but I recognize Tony Stewart's name, so I would assume he's assume he's in that upper echelon of, of stars of NASCAR. And if that's the case. NASCAR's kind of faded over the last couple of years to where its prime was about five years ago. Yeah. How how quickly can you go without one of your stars because of possible backlash because of this? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question, too. I mean, because, you know, who is not – you don't have – well, you had – who's that one kid that, that was winning all the time? I mean, I, um, Gordon, I don't think even no, – he's faded away anyway. He's not even – Yeah, he wins every now and then. But it was a, a guy on Gordon's team like uh, – Dan Kirkpatrick? <laughs> nah, she's man. never won. Patrick, she's, hey, did ne- you see she's her doing never. The though? She's never won. You, she, did you see her at the ESPYS? Is she bad? Man, really? She's like the Anna Kortikova of NASCAR. Man. Well, That's I mean, what you she know, is basically, she never wins, but she's Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. name, yeah. He's the guy, I guess. But I mean, even him, he's not. You know, everybody wants Junior to be the guy, but I don't yeah. think he's the guy. He's you know. But I mean, yeah, man, they need a they they. It's not like NASCAR can afford to lose a bunch of stars. You know, I don't know. They, they they don't really have the same type of star power that they had. 
So that, that there, there's where you drive the ethical line and of how are you willing to give the punishment that may be due for the right. what was caused, or yeah. do you suck it up? Kind of like the football coach, do you put the kid out there that got in trouble legally because if, without him you can't win, or do you do you like yeah. Charlie Strong and say, you know what, I don't care if we can win or without you, you didn't, you shouldn't have done what you did. You're off the team, you know. And, and you know, can they can they punish him? For this wasn't a NASCAR race. This was like a yeah, it's true. A dirt. I don't know if it was sanctioned by NASCAR, but this nah, happened it on a, NASCAR. Yeah, this happened on the dirt Which, track. Which that's the one thing they're thankful for probably yeah. right now. Oh yeah, so man. A, they have enough problems with lawsuits from people pa- from accidents that have caused uh, caused loss of life for their own problems. They don't want to deal with this as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a dangerous sport. It's it a dangerous is. sport to begin with, and this doesn't help. I don't think this would help. It, this wouldn't make me watch it. But it does. It does still, like you said, Carlo, in the beginning, it does make you wonder why get out of your car and in, in the yeah. first place. Why? Yeah. I, I definitely. I, I I don't watch it, and I probably won't watch it again. Uh, I will go to an event and enjoy it. You know, yeah. I heard it's great to go to and visit. But as far as watching it on TV, do five hundred laps. I don't see anything exciting about that. No, no I'm I'm out. I'm, I'll pass on that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean let's let's go let's go play some golf. Yeah, I'd rather play golf than watch golf too, and I don't even like watching <laughs> golf. <laughs> I'd rather watch golf. I watched the go- about an hour of the, of the PGA Championship. That was my limit. That's still fifty nine minutes and fifty seconds more NASCAR I've watched in the last ten years. But I mean, no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Now, I was about to say uh, I wasn't trying to switch gears, but no pun intended. Did not pick Rory last week to win it all. You pick Rory to win. Did not pick Rory. Yeah, I picked. You Rory picked. To win. Went on a limb there, Carlo. Yeah. Way to yeah. go. Are you, are you picking? Are you picking um, Chamberlain to be one of the most prolific scorers of all time too in basketball? <laughs> how, how about you pick the? How about you take some money and put it on the Sun to come up in the uh, in the East? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> hey man, but I will say this was like this was a um this was a, a pretty a pretty competitive golf. I hadn't watched it, and the one one main reason, of course, I watched it was because. It was in Louisville, but the other reason was it was competitive, man. I mean, it was with, with the start of Sunday. You had like six guys who were within, or ten guys who were within six strokes of the lead. And Roy McIlroy, of course, came through. But Ricky Fowler played well. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy Stinson, what was his name? Jurgen Stinson played well. Uh, um, who uh, else? Henrik 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 Stinson. Henrik Stinson. Yeah. Mickelson played. He had a chance up uh, until Ryan Palmer. The end. Yeah. Ryan Ricky Palmer. Ricky Fowler. Yeah, Fowler? Ricky Fowler. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it was a bunch of guys that had an opportunity, but um, you know, Roy McIlroy, he's the guy now. He's the, he's what about, the man. What about Phil being there once again, being he's, there in clutch time? He left. He's consistent, man. You know. You know but, what, Brandon? Uh, we got to take a quick commercial break. Uh, and then when we coming back, we're gonna finish talking about golf, Rory, and also we got a special caller calling in about a big event going on this weekend in Lexington, Kentucky. We'll be right back without a bounce. I'm ready.
Welcome back to Out of Welcome back to Out of Bounds. We're back. We're back. Hey, we're yeah, back, we're there. Man. Yeah, we're back. back. All right. All right. Back. Sad conversations during the commercial break. <laughs> you know how it goes. Um, yeah, I'm talking about how much you love my music. Isn't that right? Montel Jordan is the man. Hey, you know what? Can't go wrong with a fellow noob. It's a sports story with him. Um, you remember uh, Tom Tommy, the dude from uh, the Olympics. Tommy. Are you talking about Tommy off Martin? No, nah, I don't know. Tommy, en- enlighten John, us. John Carlos, Tommy, uh, I forgot his name, man. He got, he's got a book. He, they played, ran in the '68 Olympics. Yeah, the guest of uh, John Carlos and Tommy John, Smith. Tommy Smith, yeah. exactly. Um, Tommy Smith, uh, his, uh, his, uh, Montel Jordan's mother is married to Tommy Smith. No joke. Yeah. All right. He, he came to Louisville a couple years back, man. He's a cool dude. That's one of my the favorite boy, shirts. Both real nice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, I mean they was in town? You didn't get them on the main event or any other show oh, while they were here? Like, that was in two thousand seven, man. Man, the show was popping back then. Still, and he was still relevant. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Uh, <laughs> Tom, Tommy Smith is no, a legend, Mon- man. Tom Montreal, oh, Montel, Montel Jordan. Jordan. Oh, Montel, Montel Jordan. Oh, yeah. Montel Jordan. What's his name? Montel, Montel Jordan. Jordan. Montel yeah. Jordan. Yeah, he wasn't. Man, he yeah. hadn't did he, done anything since like what ninety six. Yeah, man. He I, I think been, since about this was on the air. <laughs> yeah, it's about ninety five. It's about ninety four, ninety five. Back in Freak Nick time, he know. still plays that probably like four times a show when he shows up at headliners. Now, yeah, I bet you it was your favorite song back in the day, Brandon. You used to drop it like it's hot when it came on back in that back in Livingston College. Livingstone, man, we Livingstone, Livingstone. Sorry, we, we listen to uh, Wu Tang, X Clan. You know, it was more like it was when New York was running hip hop. Montel Jordan is from California. So this is Brandon on a Saturday night with the ladies. Little Montel playing in the background. He's got the champagne out. At Livingstone. Yeah, it's smooth, man. I don't even remember this song. It's on the Nutty Professor that, soundtrack. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh, actually, I do remember it now. It was a good jam. Smooth jam. Well, you know what? Real quick, man, before we uh, jump back into the sporting world, this Saturday, Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky Convention Center, Heritage Hall, one of my favorite promotions of the state, Bluegrass Brawl, is putting on another great show for the state of Kentucky. And my man, Tommy Ray Cornette, is on the line right now. Tommy, you there? Yes, sir. How you doing? Doing good, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you uh, taking a break and get busy scheduled to join us here for a few minutes. I know you. he runs one of the biggest and best tattoo parlors also in Leicester, Kentucky. I'm still waiting to get my first tattoo from you, Tommy. Uh, whenever you're ready, brother, you let me know. Yeah, do I get like a sports discount or anything like that? Or we, we talk about that off the air, right? What's that? I said, do I get a sports discount? Can we talk about that off the air? Uh, yeah, we, we can talk about it <laughs> off the air. I can make it hurt a little less for you, too. <laughs> well, this Saturday, man, I'm excited about the event that's coming up with uh, Bluegrass Brawl. You guys are doing big, always doing bigger and better things. Tell us about what's going on, what to expect, uh, the main event, and uh, what the fans have to look forward to. Well, we have uh, two amazing main events. We have uh, two of the best welterweights in Lexington uh, from two of the biggest gyms, Reaction and uh, Four Seasons. We have Michael Seals, who is a black belt in jiu-jitsu, and then Michael Donald and Carson Gracie Jr. And we have Ben Sargent, who's fighting out of Reaction, um, who's a real good striker, and uh, he's been winning you know, all his fights up to this point, and this is going to be his, his toughest match 
uh, uh, to date. So uh, both these guys are tough. They both want to fight each other, and I'm just looking forward to the fight. It's going to be good whichever way it goes. I know both these guys are, are going to get in there and put it there all, you know. Yeah, I'm also uh, looking for... Uh-huh. We got... Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead with the co-main events. UFC guy, right? Uh, yeah, Josh, the Hillbilly Clark or Hillbilly Heartthrob Clark. He was just on this past season of The Ultimate Fighter. BJ Penn was his coach, and uh, he did real good. He did lose his fight um, uh, by decision to uh, a national champion wrestler who actually ended up winning the show. So he performed well, um, but the other guy's wrestling um, just seemed to be a little bit better, which he's been working on, uh, working uh, living full time out in Las Vegas and training at some of the high-level gyms out there. So he's making the right moves. He's dropping down to 185, and uh, he's going to debut this Saturday against a striker from Ohio. I believe he has a boxing background, and he both guys both have good hands, and uh, it's going to be a great fight. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to Ben Sargent and the Michael Seals fight. Uh, when I first started getting into local MMA, Mike Seals was one of the first guys I started to follow. Then also became a, a fan of Ben Sargent. I've seen uh, all his fights since he's came back. Is there a little revenge on Mike's uh, Seals' side with the four seasons with Michael Cockerham and Ben Sargent kind of going to the wire at that last fight? You know, is that kind of uh, is the gym kind of looking for a little revenge there? I, I I don't know the whole story. I try not to get into too much of that stuff, but. Uh, I know there's a, maybe some bad blood of someone calling the other one out, this or that, but, uh, again, I try not to put my nose in too, too many people's business like that, but uh, I know they definitely want to fight each other. I can't wait. That's the fight that I'm really looking forward to. Now, I know you guys have you got a new sponsor. You're having the weigh-ins this Friday at the uh, Marriott. Can you tell the fans a little bit about that? Uh, yes, we have the Marriott on board as a new sponsor, and they're really taking care of us, so we're doing the weigh-ins there. And then we're also doing kind of a Sunday fun day after the event with all the fighters at the Marriott court in the courtyard as well. But, uh, yeah, anybody's welcome to come. We have a bunch of new sponsors on board, and um, and we're excited. You know, the promotion's really taking a good turn and uh, and, and pushing us in a new direction. So it, it feels good to be able to get to this point. For the millions and millions of fans listening right now to Out of Bounds on 1450 The Sports Buzz, tell them how they can purchase their tickets, website, uh, where they can pick them up if they're uh, locally in Lexington. Absolutely. Um, you can buy your tickets on our website. It's bluegrassbrawlmma.com. Um, everything can be purchased there, or you can purchase them at the door. And uh, I think we might have one or two VIP tables left, but we're almost sold out. But we have plenty of uh, general mission seating, and I think we have quite a few premium seats left uh, also. But they do go fast. Yeah, and you guys also, will you be releasing a pay-per-view a week after the fight, or are you, are you guys doing that? <clears throat> yes, sir. Our our media guru, Danielle Meadows, Octane Design Studio. And she's awesome, she does, by the way. Uh, all our digital. What's that? I said she's awesome, by the way. Yes, she is fantastic. Um, she's doing all our uh, video production. So when we get all the footage done after Saturday, she takes uh, her time to do the editing, and we get up on the website available for $5, I believe. And uh, so people can watch it. And she gets it done as fast as she can, usually four or five days, something of that nature. All right, one more question. This is kind of off topic, but it's still fight news. What do you think uh, about what went down with the former, another former UFC fighter, War Machine, and the incident that happened that took place last week with him? Are you familiar with that situation? Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with the situation. I, I have uh, hung out with him a few times uh, in my trips out to Vegas working uh, with Junie Browning. We all hung out a couple times. 
Um, you know, he was always a nice guy, but, you know, those guys were a little hot-headed. Um, and, and who knows, you know, that everything that happened, you can't really make judgment one way or another. But, I mean, from the looks of it, you know, she, she was pretty banged up, and uh, it, it wasn't a good move. I mean, uh, I have to understand he's going to be a bunch of trouble no matter what his side of the story is. Yeah, I guess, would you have did the same thing Bellator did, just terminate this contract right away with something that happened like that with someone in your camp? I I think even if you're involved in a situation that that, that high profile and that damaging, um, I think, you know, for the protection of your business, you just have to drop that person. There's no reason to risk the image of your industry and being drugged through the dirt for, you know, one person's actions. So I totally agree with him being cut. Well, hey, Tommy, I appreciate you calling in. This Saturday, I may request to get a tattoo on the, on the spot at the event, so I hope you're prepared for that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I'll have to remember to bring my gear or uh, at least a few needles anyway. But it's going down. <laughs> Lexington, Heritage Hall. Or Lexington, Kentucky at Heritage Hall. If you don't know where that is, it's the same place as well, Rupp Arena, right? The, it's in the same building, but it's in Heritage yeah, Hall. Yeah, it's so. uh, Lexington Convention Center. Uh-huh. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to it, Tommy. I appreciate you taking time calling in and uh, – Telling us about the big fight this weekend. Great. All right, I'll see you there, buddy. All right, have a good night. All right, bye. Brandon Lawrence, I'm telling you, man, if you've never been to Bluegrass Brawl, you can accompany me this weekend if you have nothing to do. Hey, man. I mean, you heard some of the talent. You got former UFC guys on there. You got Ben Sargent, Mike Seals. This is a must-see fight, must-see event that you must attend. If you've never been to the local MMA fight, this is one you have to go to. Hey, man. Uh <laughs> hey, let's switch. It up. Hey, let's switch over to golf, man. Switch over to golf. Speaking of fights, <laughs> it's a fight. There's a fight. Uh, there's a fight. Uh, there's a fight between some fans, right? Who's who's uh, is is because you had talked about it earlier. That um was uh was Rory the next um was Rory the next uh Tiger? People are arguing that. Right, so you're already on that side of the argument. Argument, you say Rory's better. I mean, hey, I'm not saying he's better, <laughs> but he's right now the hottest and best thing they got going in golf right now since Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. So I guess it isn't a fight. I but mean, hey, he, speak, he, he, I mean, he's, I mean, the Tiger's dumb. I mean, did you see Tiger? He looked like he looked pretty. He looked like crap, man. I mean, he was That's sweating from walking a few feet, and he was really struggling out there. That's one time, man. What's one time? But let's. Since we agree on that, on that, let's go to a real fight. The real fight was with the NCAA, man. The real fight was in the courtroom, U.S. District Court in California. It was a land. They handed down the judge handed down a landmark ruling in the Ed O'Bannon case. And for you, don't, for those of you don't know, those of you who don't know, Ed O'Bannon, former UCLA great, NCAA champion, uh, first round pick of the uh, New Jersey Nets. Um, he was the named plaintiff against the NCAA. The story is he was watching, you know, somebody was uh, playing a video game back in the day. They said, hey, man, I, I played a video game with you. Uh, is, you. You went off for UCLA in this EA Sports NCAA video game. And Ed O'Bannon was like, what? And then he looked at it and he said, "Hey man, I'm not getting paid for this thing." This was by the time, by the time he saw it, he was out of the out of the uh, out of the uh, NCAA. So he sued, uh, was a named plaintiff against the UC, uh, against the NCAA, and basically the suit was about uh, likeness, having ownership 
uh, of your likeness, getting compensation for your name and your likeness. And the judge is ruling. Uh, they ruled in his favor. They ruled in uh, uh, the plaintiff's favor. Uh, it was a cla- it looks like it was a class action. Um, and now this opens the door to, and it, and it's not. This isn't. You can't get it confused because it's not compensating. It's not the same argument as should pay, players be be paid. Should players be paid? This only uh, extends to the revenue earning sports, which are basketball and football. This only extends to that because those were the sports that you know. Those are the sports that video games and jerseys are sold and things like that. So. Um, what it opens the door to is if you're a four-year athlete, you can get $5,000, all right, if you're, for, your, uh, you know, for your contribution and for your you know, name and likeness to be sold and the revenue sharing that the uh, colleges have. So you could potentially earn $20,000 by the time you graduate um, if you stay off four years. I mean, of course, you know, nobody – it, it, I guess it wouldn't matter. It probably wouldn't matter to one and duns, but it would matter to um, individuals who stay four years, probably who aren't going to go pro, uh, as far as paying loans back and and, uh, and and things of that nature, helping them getting helping them get off to a a good start once they go into once they go into the workforce. And of course, I believe the NCAA has appealed this. And, you know, they they've asked the judge for clarification and it doesn't extend to the non-revenue earning sports. It just extends to uh, football players and basketball players. And it doesn't look like it doesn't. This this is going to be a potential uh, Title IX issue because it doesn't extend to uh, it doesn't look like it, it extends to female athletes. So, you know, they don't have they don't have a NCAA for female Basketball, anything though. What's that? They don't have an EA Sports for female. Yeah, nobody's yeah, yeah. buying. Nobody cares about that. Yeah, I mean, but EA Sports is done as far as with basketball, and football. I don't believe they're gonna. They're not making any more video games because they're gonna be. You know, they'd fall under this revenue sharing thing. They'd have to pay. Uh, they'd have to divvy up some money because they're used. Basically, the NCAA and EA Sports had a monopoly. You know, you you go in and you and on your letter of intent or you know your four year contract, your one one each year for the four years that you sign your your um, contract or scholarship, your renewable scholarship, you basically give your you sign your rights away to your likeness and your name. And these guys are making billions of dollars. These ladies and gentlemen are making billions of dollars off of your name and likeness. You know, because I mean, basically, they've got the, your signature move. They've got your name, your number. Well, not your name. They don't put your name on there. It's just your number, so you know who you're playing with and who it is. Everybody knows who it is. So, what if they just took that aspect away and gave you editing rights? And I mean, people are gonna go in and, and put the like with the college football. You go online, you get the real names anyway. Yeah, you can go in and and change that stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I know they just screwed up my game plan. That's all I know. That's well, all I, mean, I care you know, about. I can care about anything, the rest of it. I just I just care about the fact they screwed up me not being able to play college football this year. Yeah. I mean, That's yeah. what I care about. It is what it is, brother. But we're going to take a break. Was Ed O'Bannon break, broke or something or what? Well, it was a principal thing. It's like a Kurt Flood thing, Jackie Robinson. He's in college. Thing, uh, you, college athletes don't you know, get paid. That's uh, the penalty uh, you pay. Uh, you get full scholarship, didn't he? 
This is uh, nothing like Kurt Flood. Yeah, Kurt a, Flood well, was trying to get the freedom to go sign with another this team. Is, no, it's a Kurt Edel Flood. Brandon this, was, no, Edel Bannon was the guy who tore up his knee, didn't save his money, and now he wants to cry like a nah. baby and stop me and Carlo from playing our games at 1 o'clock in the morning. Like, we had anything to do with it. I'm sorry you couldn't nah. save your money, Edel Bannon. It's a Kurt Flood. It's a Kurt Flood issue. It's, 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 it's because, I mean, Edel Bannon's fine. Can we send Tony Stewart to pick up Edel Bannon? Edel Bannon's fine. He's got a, uh, he's got a car dealership. Too soon. Edel Bannon's fine, man. He's doing, he's doing well financially. So he's just a punk then. <laughs> no, I mean he's got. This is for. I mean, basically. I mean, what's he gonna get for it? A thousand dollars? I mean, he's gonna get a lot of money. Yeah, spread it up for everybody. Ed O'Brien doesn't get anything. It's for the future players, and it doesn't start until next season. It doesn't start until the. Uh, so they gonna do retro? They go? Year. Are they gonna do retro pay? I don't know if they're gonna. They can't do that because you can't pay college. I don't athletes. think they're gonna do retro. But it's not paying them. It's it's it's. I mean, you can get money for your name and your likeness, man. Well, they're not doing it no more, so it's kind of pointless, then, right? Well, if they do it, I mean, I, I don't know. Does it extends the jersey, jersey sales and things like that? I don't Probably. think so. I think it's just EA Sports. Yeah, yeah it's, I don't think it's anything because the jersey sales go back to well, the university. I mean, this could be this is going to be precedent setting for anything that comes up involving the NCAA. But uh, yeah, we're going to take a break. Come on back on the other side, out of bounds. I'd rather have a mimosa with Chris Dallin or Jay. Yeah, just a little something bubbly and tingly to have me walking around naked. But wait a second. The function's on around midnight. What time is it? Are you inside? Available to come and play. Give me a clue so I don't have to look for you. What's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? It's the five footer. And uh everybody else. Who's that Skilo? Skilo. So I must say you the hardest working man in the business, ain't you, Brandon Lawrence? Man, that's uh, Y'all always work. Doing a commercial Skilo, break, Brandon's working. You, you, you playing, right? Yeah, who is that? Skilo? Alright. Skilo. Okay, you really said Skilo. I wish I lived with Tyler. Who was that? <laughs> Nah, man. You said the five footer. Yeah, he's that's with the roughneck business. Yeah, he's a five footer, man. Flow like gravity. Fight got dog, more rhymes man. than more people got family. Ah, it was five. I didn't catch it, man. Yeah, tribe called Quest. Oh, tribe. Man. Yeah, man. You, well, man. I couldn't. I didn't have my earbuds in, man. Nah, it was blasting man. at first, nah, so I took them out. And you said no five excuse. footer, so that's hey. no excuse. Hey, that's no. There's no other way to listen to it but blasting, right? Yeah, you listen to tribe. Come on, man. That's Newberg, man. Drake ain't got nothing on the tribe. Newberg, man. But look, man. We got somebody. We got somebody on the line. I'm finally pleasing Brandon after my Montel Jordan yeah, mistake. Gotta, gotta, I made up with Tony Tontonian Tribe. You gotta make up for it. <laughs> hey, we got we have Inside Man on the line. What's going on inside? What's going on, guys? How y'all doing, man? Good, What's up, man? bro? What's happening, brother? Man, not much, man. Just sitting out here enjoying this beautiful weather. Glad all the rain gone. You know, sitting outside enjoying the beautiful weather, man. Yeah, man. You know, uh, we how the weather there down there in Kentucky? It's good. It's good weather here, man. Hadn't been any rain. Well, rained a little bit yesterday, but today was pretty nice, oh, okay. pretty cool, pretty right. pretty windy. Nice day. We, awesome, we, awesome. We just awesome. finished talking about uh, Tony Stewart, Rory McIlroy. Um, who else? Are we, what else are we talking? About? Rick Ross. You know, a lot of stuff, man. <laughs> Ed O'Bannon. The the lawsuit. Ed O'Bannon. We didn't talk about 
Donald Sterling, uh, the well, not the Sterling, not Donald Sterling, but the Sterling Trust, because mm-hmm. the team was held in trust. It got sold to uh, the old Microsoft guy. So another another yeah, rich guy, Dallas. you know, gets richer. Donald what was Sterling the final price on that? Two mil, two, two billion. billion, two billion. Ain't worth no two billion dollars. Well, I mean that 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 helps him with the luxury tax. Yeah, he's, they're paying for the market, really. Yeah, you got to four billion. Yeah, no, nah, two billion. I was getting you four minutes to the top of the hour. <laughs> four billion, <laughs> four billion, man. I mean two billion, man. But you know what's going on down there in Carolina, uh, inside, man. Oh, man. You know Carolina down here in Charlotte. You know it's home of NASCAR down here, man. They like NASCAR down here. The Tony Stewart thing is sparking a whole lot of conversation up. You know, I don't know if you know this or not. I'm a big NASCAR fan myself, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, so the, the Brad daughter, daughter yeah, of uh, North Carolina. Yeah, say what? <laughs> I see the Brad Daughter. What's his Brad Daugherty from the Cavs from North? Yeah, Brad Daugherty. Yeah, you know he's he's the only. Yeah, he's the only black NASCAR yeah, guy I, do I know. Like NASCAR yeah, too. Yeah. NASCAR. yeah, I went to went to a couple races this year. I went to went to one down in um, Charlotte, and I went to the one up in Martinsville. It was actually snowing when I got to Martinsville mm. this year, man. But you know, I'm a, I was I was a, I'm a big Smoke fan. My favorite Rob driver is Jeff Gordon, but you know, um, just touch. A little bit on that Tony Stewart, man. You know, obviously, you don't know, nobody win in a situation like this anytime tragedy um, hitting in sports. But, um, you know, Tony Stewart is a guy that loved racing, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of drivers where Tony Stewart was put in a situation the other night where, you know, he can just go out and pop up at racetracks and drive, where most drivers can't do that because they're owned by somebody else's stipulations in their contract because they don't want to lose sponsors and put other you know, and put other people out of work. You look at a lot of people that's been out of work if you go out there and cause something to happen. But in Tony Stewart's case, you know, I don't know if y'all are familiar with it, but he he raced at those tracks a lot, and he didn't make it known when he was going to show up. He just popped up and, and raced there, you know, so um, that he was there the night before in the area because they had to race in Watkins Glen. So he figured he would stop there and, and race, and unfortunately, you know, some bad things happen. Um, I know I was looking at something where um, Kevin Ward Sr., the, the kid um, who got killed, and my condolences goes out to his family. Um, you know, don't nobody really know what happened but the people who was there. But, you know, you got to look at it like this here. There's a lot of people say, you know, he was angry because it felt like Tony Stewart put him into the wall and he got out of his car and walked onto the track, onto oncoming traffic. And anytime you do something like that, you know, you got a chance of getting hit by a car. And, you know, so I'm, I'm quite sure Tony Stewart is, you know, his condolences goes out to the family. You know, he, he didn't race last week, and he's still, he's still up in the air if he's going to race this week. But, you know, I know the guy's father is real upset about it. You know, we all have kids, and, you know, somehow my kid would be upset about it. But, like I said, in this situation, don't nobody win. But NASCAR, you know, a lot of people don't realize NASCAR do have a lot of, a lot of fighting in NASCAR, man. People get mad, you know. People get mad. And I'm quite sure y'all have seen it where people fight. They get mad and just start storming towards the other car, throwing helmets and stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, maybe this is something that will open a lot of people's eyes up that, you know, hey, you got to control your temper, especially when, you, when you're driving. You know what I'm saying? Road rage. I mean, that's going, it's, yeah, man. That's going around rage. a lot. And we had two shooting incidents here in the past, what, four or five months? From road rage? Yeah, man. I mean, you know, it's just... They're lead in deaths. People are people, man. 
man. They gotta have they have uh, yeah. natural reaction. Yeah, you know. But uh, inside, you still there? Yeah, I'm here, man. Hey, look, look. We're gonna yeah. um, we're gonna get back. We're gonna get back with you. We gotta take a break. It's the top of the hour. Um, but uh, what we want to hear from you is, we know you're a big Tiger Woods fan. Uh, it's one for Tiger yeah. and one for Roy. You're gonna be the tiebreaker to see who's you know does Tiger still have it. But we're gonna wait. We're gonna we're gonna wait and get you on the other side of the break. We'll be right back with the Inside Man, Carlo Kellum, Brandon Lawrence, out of bounds. Just like a migraine pounding, you don't really fret. You stay in your set, camouflage your feeling of absolute tense. You soar off to another world deep in your mind. For people seem to take that as being unkind. Oh, yeah, we that. Hey, yo, Tip, do you recall where we used to rock? Those fly routines on your cousin's block? Let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I received the message and you will play the same. You're on point tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point tip. You're all the time, Fife. So play the resurrector yeah. and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trevor got us listening to a little bit of low end theory. Man, this yeah, man, that's one of the all time greats. This is one of those albums I could listen to from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Every day. It doesn't matter. Hey man, yeah, you know. Reminiscing, man. We still got the inside man there. I'm here, I'm here. What's up, bro? You grooving to this, man? Oh, you ain't even you didn't even hear it. You didn't even hear it, did you? <laughs> Tribe Call Quest. Hey, do my Tribe Call Quest? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, you on point all the time, Spice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I think I heard Carlo, I think I heard Carlo say it with CeeLo earlier. Hey, man. I'm about to say, Carlo, you Listen, are, man. Let me tell you what happened. Nah, that's not. That's right there. Oh, hold on. Yeah, yeah. We got a new Carlo. segment. Carlo's out of bounds this week. <laughs> Carlo, you out of bounds. We're talking about CeeLo. I think, Carlo. Hey, man. I know my friend. He was just. He was just playing with y'all. Nah, man. Look, look, I, I had my headphones on. The music was on blast. So I took my heard my headphones off, so I couldn't hear yeah, the music. And then he's yeah. like five foot. I was I, like, I, I know, Skilo? You know, I know. Thanks, my man. I, I, I know you got my back. He didn't make a remix for <laughs> <of> Tri <Tri-Con Quest>. <laughs> 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 Hey, look. Speaking of speaking of five footers, what about uh? What? A, hey, just let's get to the point, man. Who's better, Roy McIlroy or uh? Tiger Woods at this point in time, man. At this point in time, no. Well, I'm talking. Ah, I'm talking about. I'm t- okay. Let me uh, let me rephrase. You know it. what? You, you gotta look at it. Okay, go ahead. No, no. I'm talking about at this point in their careers. Roy McIlroy, what is he? 25, and Tiger Woods at 25. Who's better? Oh, Tiger at 25. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Tiger when he was younger, because you know he was winning. Majors, but it, but now, man, Roy Roy's doing good, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I'm kind of upset with Tiger. Matter of fact, Tiger Woods out of bounds. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now, every time you come, <laughs> he is. I'm, I'm I'm calling him out of bounds because man, I feel like he makes excuses too much. Every time he's yeah. not playing well, and it's just yeah. my opinion, I feel like he come up with some kind of back injury or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Jason Dolphin. <laughs> hey, you can't win them all. You lose something. But right now, Roy high. I mean, he done won hot. three in a row. 
you know, he finally learned how to use those Nike clubs. You know, <laughs> be careful what you wish for. You you brought him over there with you. Now he's in Georgia. Now he beat you. Know? <laughs> so, yeah, hey. he's hot, man. He's so hot. He wasn't with Nike. You brought him over there with you. Now he's hot. You know, he didn't. I don't know, but you know how you know how this works, man. We, we everybody like Tiger, and Tiger come back and win one tournament. Guess what? Won't nobody yeah. even talk about Rory no more. Exactly. I'll be honest. Oh, with you. I'm hurt. Oh, my neck, you know? my back, my neck and my back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually live footage of Tiger Woods from this past weekend at Bahala. Yeah, man. Let's be fair, though, man. Yeah. I mean, these injuries are real, though. He's in. I mean, you can get you know Jason, yeah. Jason Duffner, the the last year's PGA champ. He pulled out the the first yeah. day. He said, you know, he, they said, when are you going? What's the timetable for you being back? He said, I don't know. It could be the next tournament. It could yeah. be the next month. The next year. You know, you got to You know, hey man, yeah. it's, it's a strenuous game. These guys play a lot of golf, a lot of golf. Yeah, man. But in fact, you know, hey, golf, golf, good. Nah, so I was about to say, Tiger's passionate. He wants he wants to play on the Ryder Cup team, so I got to give it to him. He, he wants, you know, he wants to get his get back in his groove, man. I think he will. Yeah, man. He, he, I mean, everybody go through slumps, but Tiger been on a slump for a while. When last thing he wanted to major? Eight years, something like Eight that. Eight years. Yeah. You know, it's a long that, time, man. He's been, but he's, you know, he took a year. That's he's a been hurt, time. man. He's been hurt. He's been hurt. Man. I mean, I mean, we come on, man. You shot, you seem like you're making excuses for him, man. Well, now nah, we got, we don't got make excuses for him, Brent. We got spoiled. We got spoiled, man. Huh? We, we we got spoiled with his early success. You know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he hopefully he'll bounce back. You know, he say he hurt, but me, I just think I think every time he don't do well or he's out of it, sometimes he going to talk about it, he's hurting. You know, I wonder if he gets ahead two or three shots. And his back was hurt. I ain't never seen him pull out a tournament when he was winning. You? I would, why would he? I would he? <laughs> I mean, what you mean, why would he? Why would I mean, he? if you hurt, you hurt. Yeah, I mean, you hurt, what? you hurt. Hey, look. I, I, I just think, I just think you make excuses. Winning helps you absorb. Right now, I'm not, right now, I'm not a big Tiger fan. So, should he have even played? You think he should have even played at this past weekend's tournament? Should he just set this one out? Man, you know what? I, I look at it like this here. He, I guess he's trying to prove something to the fans, try to come back and be tough. And then he came back and didn't make the, he didn't make the cut, right? No, he didn't even make the cut, no. He didn't, yeah, he didn't even make the he cut. Make the I mean, cut. I don't know. I mean, to me, you can't blame it on the back all the time or you know, whatever yeah. it is. Sometimes, you know, if you're not playing well, you're not playing well. I mean, I golf. I know Brandon golf. We played before. You know, a lot of times Brandon can blame on his back a lot. <laughs> you know, <but> hey. <laughs> yeah, it's my neck it's and what my it is, back. Man. You know, sometimes you have, sometimes you have bad bad games, man. Bad games. Did Tyler hey. settle for a box of annihilators and some envelopes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got. Do yeah. we have somebody on I the got, line, got, got, Yeah, we do. I, I got to. I got to put Inside Man on hold if you don't mind for yeah. a second. We're gonna put you on hold for a second, Inside Keith. Oh. Uh, actually, tell him I mean, the callbacks actually just dropped him. <laughs> oh, just... Sorry, Carolina. Oh, I'm so, no, no, Carolina's still available. Oh, inside, man, this guy dropped. Oh, man. Fright State, wrong person got dropped, unfortunately. Carolina's ready to go. You can't have two Carolina guys. Yeah, what the coincidence. The, the, uh, <laughs> station at the same time. What's up, Carolina? Nothing much. Uh, just heard y'all commenting about the Tony Stewart situation, and yeah. uh, I've been discussing with the the 10-time ARCA champion. I ate breakfast with Frank Kimmel about every morning 
And he said the first thing was the guy was wrong by getting out and going back on the track. He said the guy never should have done that, and I agree with him. I've, I've yeah. been listening. As uh, Carlo knows, I listen to the NASCAR channel all the time, except when I'm listening to y'all. And uh, it's just uh, something that I've seen the uh, video eight or nine times, and I can't tell when he actually hit the guy because of how dark it is. So uh, Tony has been known to be a hothead. The speculation is that he was trying to rooster tail the guy, which is so dirt up on him. They do that in the uh, things. But uh, I think it's right in that hurting Tony because his sponsors told him not to race tonight, and he may not race this weekend at Michigan. Wow. So his temper could get uh, get the best of him. And if y'all remember, he had to go to anger management <laughs> for going after a reporter at Indianapolis many years ago. Yeah, I mean it's 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 it's, it's bad PR. He's you know it's, it's bad PR and um, it is. But that's that's but 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 Carolina, isn't that what you? It isn't that kind of what you get with Tony Stewart. Don't people tune in to watch? these races because these guys are hot headed and they want to see what's going to happen in their reactions and things like that. I mean, you got Tony not Stewart. Really. You don't think so? Because, no, no places. If you go up to Bowman Gray Stadium in Winston-Salem, what they call the Madhouse, oh, yeah. it draws 20,000 people every Saturday night to watch races. They have a lot of beating and banging and, uh, all such stuff is that, and it's also the oldest track in NASCAR in the, uh, in the United States. But well, a person like myself does, I tune in to watch the drivers, how they do. One thing I love to watch is the pit crew. Mm-hmm. And it is just as good. Uh, I enjoy watching the pit crew and everything. And I swear, I love it when Carlo and the boss are on there together. That is such a good show. I enjoy it. I, I miss your old Saturday, uh, Sundays, Carlo. I, I appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it, Carolina. It means a lot. So, Thanks, uh, man. Okay. Uh, oh, by the way, I heard you talking MMA and everything. I do want to remind the people that Friday afternoon and Friday night, Miss Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. uh, screen debut with the Expendables 3 is in theaters near you. Y'all have a good day, Brandon and uh, Carlo. All right. Hey, Thanks, Thanks Carolina. Carolina. Carolina's the man, man. Yeah, man. Carolina knows what he's talking about. He knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, Especially you know, when it comes to NASCAR, I'll tell you that. Carolina's probably one of those guys, he's forgotten more than we could even remember. Mm-hmm. It was bad <laughs> I didn't know there was an Expendables 1 and, or 2 made. I, I remember <laughs> seeing that? 1. Yeah, I didn't know they made three. a sequel. You got Wesley Snipes, Ronda Rousey. Come on, man. It's like, like the third movie in the last six months I've seen a sequel or a third installment to that I didn't even know there was an original. It pays off to be a like, friend well, of Sylvester Stallone. Well, what was the Kevin Hart movie, The uh, Men Thinking what? Something or Airplane? like that? No, not Airplane. Soul Plane? <laughs> not Soul Plane. The one he just had a sequel came oh, out to. Think Like a Man. Yeah, I didn't know that was there was even an original. And then it's only been out for like a year. It's like a cult I'm, I'm seeing a sequel you know, to it. I've seen, like, seen the first, the gotta, second one, but I've never seen the first one. You got to get so, it while it's, you gotta get yeah. on it while it's hot, man. Take advantage of, you know, of your success. Yeah, who does two movies in a year? What are you like, Master P putting out six records in a month now or something? That's a good I mean, point. <laughs> come hey, on. Man. Uh, Brandon Lawrence's favorite uh, actor, uh, Tyler Perry. He puts out like 10 a year, so. Yeah, Tyler Perry's, you know, he's uh he's overdue for an Oscar. Are you a Tyler Perry fan? Tyler Perry. Are you a Tyler Perry guy? I love Tyler Perry. What what about Meet the Browns? Did you ever watch that show? 
I've never like I've never watched the Tyler Perry movie the whole way through. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't think I've ever seen the Tyler Perry movie. I've, I've seen yeah. the Meet the Brown show. That was enough to make me know I don't want to see the movies. That watching like five <laughs> minutes, five yeah. minutes of that show yeah. for free told me I don't want to give my money to see what I have to pay for. The example. I, I like Cinema Giants, like Spike Lee, man. That's have you seen I mean. the movie Neighbors with Seth Rogen? It just came out on. Uh, no, on I, heard, I heard it's night. pretty good. I heard it's pretty good, but I haven't seen it. That might be one my, my mm. uh, to do list tonight when I get home after the show. Seth Rogen, the Neighbors movie. It looked kind of funny. It looked okay. Hey man, tell or, me, or tell five us. bucks maybe. Yeah, tell us about it. <laughs> I'll give you a review on that later on. Cool, <laughs> cool. But yeah, man, you know it's 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 just wild stuff, man. Tell Inside Man that he hasn't called back yet. I'm sorry, I did not mean to hang up on I him. I told him, was, I texted him. I said, That was not my intention. I said, that was... Trevor doesn't like you. <laughs> That's what I said. LOL. He said, Are you serious? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I said, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if he wants to call back, I'm more I'd love to put him on. I apologize for dropping him. I blame the nah. phone systems uh, yeah. for my. Call uh... back Inside Man. But if it, we want Inside Man to call back, but if anybody else wants to call in before him, we won't let him on. So call in real quick, 502-384-1450, 502-384-1450. I mean, you know, it's one of those, um, any preseason games, NFL stuff? Man, you see Johnny Manziel? He looked pretty good over the weekend, man. Had a few plays, scrambling. He made up, made a lot, quite a, three plays with his, with his feet. It was one occasion where he could have thrown the ball to open up didn't back, look. but he, yeah, he he didn't look. But that's you got to learn. He'll learn to make those type of plays and not Somebody run. Will teach him. But uh, he was doing. He did everything the right way. He slid when he needed to. Didn't take any hits. Uh, okay. I mean, he was playing like Steve Young out there, man. And that's preseason. You can't, Steve you know, yeah. Young. He was kind of playing like Steve Young out there the way he was scrambling. Yeah. But Br- I Bridgewater's playing well. Yeah, he's playing pretty good. But uh, I, I think Teddy would be starting by week one. Oh yeah, by the looks looks of things right now. I think yeah, yeah. I mean he's a you know he just got he's he's a special guy, man. I think he's I think he's special. And he's got a solid team around him right now. I think he added all the quarterbacks that got drafted. He's probably in the best situation. I hope he does well up in Minnesota. I mean I'm not a big Minnesota fan, but you know I don't know. Hey man, if you hey it's it's coming time for baseball, but it's getting it's getting a little it's about to get chilly. And uh, baseball's coming around, man. It's, yeah, hopefully it's, it's almost home over. stretch. What do you say? Said, hopefully it's almost over. <laughs> well, you know, hey, man, the, the Detroit Tigers are doing well. Uh, Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals on like an 8, 9, 10-game winning streak. Yeah, I mean, the Reds aren't doing that great, but, um, you know. So who's the favorite right Dodgers now? are good. Who's the favorites? I guess out of the National League, you have to say the Dodgers, right? Go Magic. The Dodgers and probably one of Donald, Ster- Donald Sterling it, likes the Dodgers. It'll end up being, it'll probably probably end up being all California uh, World Series. So what they call that? It's not a it's not a subway, uh, not like New York, New York. It's not a subway uh, ball. What do they call it when it's California versus California? I don't know. Called the earthquake. The, Last time it happened was yeah. not it was the, the eighty nine. Yeah. Right? So the, the earthquake series. <laughs> Is that what they call it? It was like what they call it it was now. something the Golden Gate. So uh, the Gold Gate Bridge series? What? That was Oakland, San Francisco, yeah, in 89. Yeah. I just remember the Subway series. The Subway, yeah, yeah. it wasn't much of a series, though. That no. was like. I needed an earthquake to give some interest into it because yeah, that, that series was, was boring. <laughs> that was horrible. They kept trying to push the Clemens versus Piazza feud because of the bat throw, yeah. but there was nothing to it. It was just like it was a bad wrestling angle they were trying to push that wasn't getting over whatsoever. <laughs> that was, yeah, it was, that was weak, man. That was real weak. So we're looking at all California World Series, what you're saying? Yeah, probably so. Right, you heard it first, out of bounds. 
How's that going to be when the Blue Jays make the World Series? What, how, what do you mean? When Toronto's, the Blue Jays. Toronto's going World Series, my friend. Okay. Write it down. Mark it down. Take a picture and then put it on Instagram. It's Kirby be. Puckett's not walking through that door. Didn't Kirby oh, Puckett pay for the Blue Jays? Nah, he did Joe, not. He played Joe for the Kong. Twins because uh, he died 15 years Gass. ago as well. <laughs> yeah. Tony Gwynn's not walking. Did he play for the Blue Jays? Nah. Nah, no, you're talking Joe Carter, man. You're talking <laughs> Dave Winfield. You Dave Cone. Yeah. Dave Cone was there briefly. It's way over my head, man. Yeah. Devon White, Roberto Alomar. If you don't take his side, he'll I remember. Your I remember Roberto Alomar. He did that with the. Or- he was with the Orioles, and he did that, didn't he? Who would you rather see though of the, of the teams that are usually in laughing embarrassments in baseball? You have Pittsburgh, Milwaukee, Cleveland Indians. Uh, you have Kansas City, who are all in the hunt right now. Toronto, Baltimore. Even though Baltimore's got a legacy, but have been down for thirty years. Of all the teams that are just out of nowhere, suddenly showing some parity in baseball, that are in the hunt for the playoffs. What's What's the the one three legged dog that you're kind of rooting for the most as the underdog, so to speak? Of, of those teams. Because the Dodgers have all – I mean, I know they haven't won it since 88, but they've always been a power. Some of the teams I just mentioned, you, you don't hear those guys talked about in, after week two of Major League Baseball season because they're always out of the race by then. you got to go Kansas City. Yeah, I, I agree with that kind of I mean, – They're the longest streak without a playoff, I think, of any franchise. 26 years. Yep. You know who's second? Toronto at 21. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, Toronto's, you know, Toronto's won one at least. It's not good when the streak Kansas between your, your playoff appearances can buy alcohol. It's never a good sign. Kansas City hadn't been good since the Monarchs. <laughs> so, you know. I'm looking at the Monarchs um, logo right now in the Sandlot poster hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That I mean, movie right know. there made me a Monarchs fan, too. I, I, he wore yeah. that hat in that movie. I, I mean, wanted Buck, it so what's bad. The, what's the guy's name? Buck somebody? I don't know. Talking about, well, Buck Shorewalker? No, no, no. Playing for the Kansas City Monarchs. <laughs> well, uh, well, Josh Gibson, I believe, played. Not, uh, did, did Gibson play? I think he did. And, uh, did so Satchel did, Page play for him? He did. And so did uh, Jackie Robinson at one time. He was with yeah. the Monarchs when he got called up by the Dodgers, actually. Yeah, he was, you know. Thank was, you, 42, for teaching us something. Utility guy. Um, but, yeah, man, let's go with Kansas City. They're underdogs enough. They've been, they've been demonized enough. They've been on the losing side enough. And this will be the, probably their last chance of getting it anyway. That other than the Cubs, who would you root for more? If it was between Cubs and Kansas City in the World Series, oh, who would you root for? Cubs. Cubs. The Cubs, Cubs man. man. They long yeah. overdue. Cubs. Even though they, they still have a chance to be there every year, even though they don't because they can spend the money, but the, the Royals never do. Well, the Cubs are making – the thing about it, though, with, with Epstein, the Cubs are making good moves, good solid moves for down the road. And he's got – he's a proven – He's, he's a been there for guy. five years. How long is it going to take? Well, it takes and they've been minute. in fifth place every year since he's been there. <laughs> Five's the magic number. It takes yeah. a minute, man. I mean, baseball is tricky. You can't, you know, you don't use. You usually man. don't see, you know, dynasties in baseball come up, you know, after. So it's after not like NFL. They'll years. fire your coach after two years. They'll at least give you ten seasons in baseball to win before they fire you. Is what you're saying? I don't. I mean, he's the general manager or president or whatever he is. So, oh yeah, know, general manager, or whatever. Yeah, he's, yeah. You know, he's, I mean, it's taking the Royals twenty six years to get this point. Yeah. So you're damn right. Yeah. It takes yeah. a long time to get good. Yeah, it takes but a long time. It is nice to see though. The baseball without the salary cap always gets kind of pigeonholed in the they. It's it's not a fair it's not a fair game because the Yankees can buy whoever they want, the Red Sox can buy whoever they want, the Cardinals can buy whoever they want, so on and so forth. Still and those win, are still man. the champions over the last couple of years. But yet, parity is kind of. Poked its head a little more, I think, and especially in the playoff runs of baseball over the last three or four years, it just doesn't get the credit I believe for. And this is a prime year where you have the you know, you know the Brewers, the Pirates, the, the the Royals all in the mix. But yeah, baseball still gets that pigeonhole, you know, Pirates, stereotype. Is Pirates are done, man. No, they're still in the mix though. They're, they're, done. they're They were in it last year. They made the playoffs last year. They're done though. Barry Bonds was happy. He was he was punching walls from Roy Rage happiness. He was nah, so excited. They're, they're done, man. Benia still, still makes more from the Mets contract. Man, I forgot about Bobby Benia, <laughs> man. Pittsburgh's done. Andy they had, Van Slyke, they, just, yeah. they, they went like 
a bunch of innings without a home run. Um, what's his name? McCle- McClendon, McCluskin, or whatever. Yeah, the Reds go months without a home run it's sometimes. Done. <laughs> it's done, uh, well, the Reds, are, well, <laughs> the Reds are done. The Reds are done. Yeah, they're injured, they're unfortunately. But check it. We're going to take a break, come right back. Yes, something and, special uh, coming we right. Got, we got a special special segment coming up. Check you it guys, like check the rhyme, you mean? Check the rhyme. Since we're on that tip, we'll be right back. Out of bounds. Out of bounds, um, and that was a tribute to Carlo Kellum, Stilo, or keep what's his name, Skilo. Yeah, yeah, Skilo. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's one, he's one of the all-time greats, man. You know, I mean, you could just like roll down a list of Skilo's jams. Well, apparently, he's a member of Tri Call Quest, according to Carlo. <laughs> yeah, he's like Jerobi. He was the fourth. De facto. Yeah, after or the fifth after Jerobi, but um. <laughs> Look, man, we got a new segment this this uh this season. Football season's coming up. We got the guys from out of uh, the guys from going deep on out of bounds. Um, Chad Graham, CJ Mance, Justin Files. We got these guys in here. They're gonna come to you, come to you live and direct on on the uh, college football tip. What's happening, guys? What's going on, Brennan? Thanks uh thanks for letting us in on this segment. It's always good to collaborate with the best personal injury defense lawyer, personal injury, criminal defense, anything you need, lawyer in the city of Louisville and in southern Indiana. Uh, thanks for having <laughs> us again. I'm here with uh, with uh, Justin Fowles and C.J. Mance. These guys are football experts. And I'm going to briefly tell you what we're going to do this season. We're going to look at the Vegas odds every single week, and we're going to pick out which games we we would bet on if we were going to predict, going to, going to lay down our money which ones that you might that might help you beat the odds? And uh, C.J. Mance spent four years at Northwestern University doing nothing but statistical anal- analysis on college football. He's our he's our resident expert. Fowles is the greatest college football amateur analyst. We're going to turn him into a professional this season. Um, and I am here to sort of moderate and, and weigh in as as we will. But. Um, this this show is also brought to you by by C.J. Mance, uh, the college football expert. He's he represents New York Life. If you need insurance, life insurance, call him at six seven eight nine three eight eight nine six one. If you have any questions about our our college football for our college football experts, call us at five zero two three eight four one four five zero. We got a new format this year. Out with the BCS uh, bowl series. In with the playoff series. CJ, get us get us started here and talk to us a little bit about the the top four predictions uh, for this season. Well, the top four predictions for this season, um, really, I think what we're looking at doing basically is um, we're going to look at we're going we're going to start off looking at the our coma sleepers and our sleepers. We're really looking at trying to figure out 
everybody knows about the favorites. Everyone knows about Florida State. Everybody knows about Alabama. Everyone knows about Auburn, Ohio State. We're looking at these conferences and we're saying, okay, who that is currently unranked do we think actually has a shot at crashing the party? Because now we actually have a playoff. We have a final four. We're not talking about teams that can guarantee they go undefeated, but teams that might be able to get in that top ten and just maybe get selected by the committee. Not a computer. Condoleezza Rice and others selecting, <laughs> making a decision on who, the, who those top four teams are. And so that really opens up the door, and we can see maybe some surprises, get some of that inter- some of that intrigue that you get in college basketball. Who can crash the party? All right, fellas. I know you're glad to see Condi back on the main stage. And uh, tell us tell us who you think is out there floating around who could make it make a a bid to join the top four. Well, every, everybody's talking about Florida State, Alabama, Oklahoma, Oregon. But what what we're going to talk about are the teams that are ranked 10th and below, the teams that are like Auburn last year. A lot of people don't remember Auburn started the season last year unranked, and they made it all the way to the national championship. So what my pick for the team that's that's within the top 25 that could possibly make a run to the national championship but not many people are talking about is Georgia, which is a surprise because SEC, everybody – that, that listened to going deep uh, last last season knows I hate the SEC, but but Georgia is a really good team, and they always are. And the only thing standing in their way is is really their coach Mark Rick. Uh, <laughs> their the, their Vegas odds out in Vegas it's thirteen to one. You know that, I think those are pretty good odds. They're they're ranked twelfth right now in the polls. Uh, Todd Gurley's coming back. He's their running back, and he is going to win the Heisman. You heard it first here on Going Deep. That's uh, no take backs right there. Todd Gurley. CJ, you're a fan of Gurley. I'm a huge fan of Gurley. I'm a huge fan of Gershel. CJ's a Gurley man. <laughs> Very funny. Yes, Not uh, in person. <laughs> what I am is a uh, believer in one of the most explosive backs I've seen in a really long time. Everybody saw what Gurley was like last year, but Gurley was injured a lot last year. They Actually, Georgia, what's gotten in the way of Georgia when they've been at their most talented, honestly, is they have had some serious injury issues. Last year they had a chance to be really special offensively, and they had more – injuries than I've seen in a really long time. The only team that was more injured than Georgia was was their main rival, Florida. Um, right. If they remain healthy this year, they built a lot of depth because of that last year. They played a lot of more players than they typically would have played because they had so many injuries on the field. So that's why they're really positioned to do some serious damage this year. The only question is, it's not Rick that could hold them back. It's the fact the only position they don't return is their four-year starting quarterback, Aaron Murray, and that matters a lot. Well, Hudson Mason got a lot of playing time last year. He was the backup for Aaron Murray. Aaron Murray went down with an ACL. He was another guy who was injured. And I think the problem was the, the Georgia diet uh, really really caused those injuries. Not, en- not enough carbs, not enough protein, too much fat. Right, Juice? <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with the diet. Well, but diet, strength of schedule, you know. There's a lot of factors out there. I think, uh, I think there was a lot. Of, I think they were just snake bit. They lost their superstar wide receiver celebrating – Gurley's <laughs> touchdown on the first touchdown against Clemson. Tragic. He jumps. He jumps up, celebrates, lands, tears his ACL in the first on the first quarter of the first game of the season. So that that kind of set a precedent. Then they lost four starting wide receivers. No team can overcome that. They lost both starting tailbacks. Then they lost their starting quarterback. <laughs> so they 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 should be back though. They're healthy. So so CJ, is there somebody else out there besides Georgia that you could see entering that top four? Honestly, I'm not a Big Ten guy. But schedule matters a lot, and Michigan. Michigan's ranked outside the top 25. They, no one's really looking at them. 
Michigan only has to win a couple of games against some really tough teams. They, they have to win their rival games. They have to beat Michigan State and they have to beat Ohio State. The rest of the conference is behind them. They can score points with Gardner. They have talent. They're, they fly around on defense. They're not overly talented on that side, but you don't have to be that talented if you play super hard in that conference. There's just not nearly as much offensive talent outside of Ohio State and Michigan State. And those games are a toss-up because of emotion as much as anything. So, so what are the odds right now in Michigan? Uh, the odds on Michigan, I believe they're 85-1. to 1. They're ranked 32nd. They're not, no one's talking about them. But they pull one or two upsets. They have a chance to be on the feed in the Big Ten. And they're a national brand. Right. They're, they're national. So they're not getting kept out of the top four. Are they, are they still playing uh, that wide receiver at quarterback? Uh, they're, they're still playing Gardner at quarterback. And they're still your pick, playing a wide receiver at quarterback. Gardner Does is that a, make sense? Gardner is a quarterback. He started off as wide receiver. He has some good moments. He has some bad moments. When that he throws, his, mostly. <laughs> he actually has some excellent <laughs> moments at, at quarterback. If you forget, Remember the Ohio State game? He was great in that game. How many passes did he catch that game? <laughs> he did not catch two passes. <laughs> he can't. Throw the ball and catch it too. Okay, who said uh, that? Uh, that? That was Giselle. That was Giselle that just entered the studio. <laughs> <laughs> special guest Giselle. 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 Tom Brady's early. Tom Brady's lovely wife. I guess she's actually known for other things other than being Tom Brady's wife. I like what? I mean, you know, Victoria's Secret, most beautiful woman on the planet, that type of stuff. CJ's we, been checking out the Victoria's Secret uh, ads, but but other yeah, than Michigan, I, yeah. other than Michigan, who do you got, Chad? Who do you got this year uh, as a dark horse? Well, you know, I, it was tough to narrow down because I think there are a lot of great teams that that had unfortunate, uh, different sorts of things come up in the season last year, such as Georgia, as you mentioned, with all the injuries. Another team that really got hit hard by injuries, who I don't believe is ranked in most polls, maybe none is Florida. Uh, Florida has Jeff Driscoll returning. And I know a lot of people are predicting him to throw about 3,000 yards. Um, maybe that's true. They got, a new, uh, they got a new offense coordinator and a Kurt Roper, who I hear he wants to implement some sort of scheme where all he cares about is putting up points per game. He was at Duke last year, and they put up like 38.1 points per game. And what that means is he's going get to get within scoring position Try to score and then try to do something on defense, but but the emphasis big not on getting up and down the field, but just simply scoring points. I think that'll work to Jeff Driscoll's advantage. I don't know if he gets three thousand yards, but the issue with Florida is if it's true that as as we're hearing that strength of schedule is going to be even more important under this new system, then you're looking at Florida, which plays Florida State and Alabama. In fact, they they finish off the season with Florida State. That's going to be, you know, it's going to be a huge game if they're able to stay healthy. If they're able to to keep the momentum going up to that last game, they still have that huge hurdle in Florida State to get beyond. So it's it's, you know, I, I like Florida. You know, CJ, I I can't stand this this SEC bias. You know, SEC's like their thought is all we have to do is play each other, and we should be able to to dominate that that those top four picks. You know, I like I like Florida. I think they're they're. Um, they're underrated, but but you know, it, it's it's a long season and it's a lot to go through. Hey CJ, what do you think about Chad's analysis there that Florida is going to score some points? That that that's what they need to do. I think I, I think a lot of teams will score some points. Uh, it's like <laughs> I think a lot of teams will focus on points per game. But I know what he's getting at. They're looking to be a little bit more offensively explosive. I think they're looking to try to open things up. They were more conservative last year. Muschamp is a defensive-minded coach. He had a great defense down at Texas, and he's had a great defense at Florida every year. 
That defense at Florida was exceptional last year. They started having some injuries on that side of the ball also, but they had one of the best secondaries in college football. They had a dominant defensive front. Well, they need the offensive to catch up to it. And they, instead of being a purely focused on the power running game, they're trying to be a little bit more wide open, and they're hoping that the Dukes offensive coordinator can do that for them. But before they, it's not just about the coordinator. Their problem is they've had incredibly disappointing wide receivers. Even though they had all those stud recruits last year, none of those freshmen, they would step on the field. However, in their second year, I think they can have a bounce-back year. Driscoll's the big question mark. Can he be accurate enough? If you remember the game against LS, against Louisville, the first game, first play, he throws it wide of an open wide receiver, at least the pick six, and that really got us going. Driscoll's not sharp. They can't be good. He has to take a huge step forward. But will they beat Kentucky? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. game for even, them Even without Joker Phillips. That's the game <laughs> even, for them Even losing Joker Phillips. Well – um, now that we we got through some of the some of the picks that we think could go far, we were not expected to do so. Um, CJ, do you see do you see any other teams out there who look like they could beat the odds and maybe maybe surprise people? Coma sleepers. Yeah, what, what some people call coma sleeper. They're, they're they're basically asleep right now. May stay that way. Some some really long shots. Yes, the the longest of the long shots. We're talking about teams over a hundred to one. Um, my coma sleeper that know that people around here know about, but I think isn't getting enough uh, credit nationally is the Louisville Cardinals. Um, we returned so much offensive talent and so much senior leadership. Yes, we lost Teddy Bridgewater, who is the best player I believe in the history of the program. I mean, the only the only other player is a Another legend, John Unitas. And Elvis Dumerville. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Teddy Bridgewater is exceptional. Bob Petrino's quarterbacks have played well consistently. You plug in a talented guy like Gardner, we're going to be good. They have three senior starting wide receivers, a senior tight end, four seniors on the offensive line, and the most talented tailback we've, ever, we've, we've had here ever, and um, other than Michael Bush before his injury, and Michael Dyer. And he's not even the starter. So what you're looking at is you're looking at a loaded offense that's going to put up a whole lot of points. The question is, can our defense hold up after we lost a lot of starters? Well, and you got Petrino. 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 Go ahead. Petrino. Launch into it. Petrino is an exceptional offensive coach. Do it, wait, wait. Do it like Petrino would do it. There's no like, – I don't even know where you're going with that because it is Bobby P. Bobby P's had a questionable history. But what we're talking about here is football, and no one – there's not many people worth as many points per game on the offensive side and play calling and just feel for the game is by Petrino. That offense is going to score a bucket load of points. The question is defense. People don't know. Charlie Strong, exceptional recruiter, right? Everyone knew, exceptional recruiter. His recruiting classes were getting better. This senior class, these sophomores, redshirt sophomores, juniors, this is going to be the most talented defense we fielded. The question is, can Grantham, who struggled mildly at Georgia last year, get this 3-4 up and running quickly to support the offense. If we can, we have the opportunity to do some serious damage to the ACC. I think we're the second-best team in the ACC, but other team, other people have us ranked 50th in the country. I don't know where that's coming from. Well, yeah, and what are the odds right now? The odds for Louisville are 300 to 1. Oh, man, Ooh. that's just handing out money. <laughs> I mean, you can just go to Vegas right now and, and, and make thousands of dollars on that bet. Is it, CJ, is it, is it a safer bet to bet on Louisville or to go with life insurance? Um, to go with life insurance. Oh. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. If you guys ha- are out there listening, you guys have a sleeper or somebody that you think that is currently either unranked or, or lowly ranked, give us a call, um, and we will, we will get to your calls. Thank you.
Welcome back. We're here on Sports Buzz 1450 talking college football. It's early, but we need to get it started because the season is fast approaching. Call us at the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzz Line at 384-1450. Uh, we're here with my man C.J. Mance, the professor, and the scoundrel Justin Fowles. And Fowles, he's the sneakiest gambler I've ever known, and he's always successful. So, Fowles, give us your impression on a team which has very low odds, which you would be willing to stake your last $50 on. Well... I'm gonna tell you what this, this this team out there right now is 500 to one, and this team has a chance to make it to the final four of, of the the new national uh, playoffs, the football playoffs, college football playoffs. And that team, Texas Tech. What? Le- I wish you could see me shaking my what? head right now. I, I wish you could see it shaking up and down. <laughs> CJ is agreeing. <laughs> His head is shaking up and down, and now he's doing a dance because Texas Tech is going to the national championship this year with Cliff Kingsbury as their coach. Duh. Going deep favorite coach, Cliff Kingsbury. And what they have is one of the most underrated quarterbacks in all of college sports ever. And the guy's name is Davis Webb. Last year he threw for 2,500 yards. He, he had 400 yards in the Holiday Bowl versus Arizona State. He finished 12th in ESPN's quarterback ranking, and that put him ahead of guys such as Braxton Miller, Connor Shaw of South Carolina, and Teddy Bridgewater of the University of Louisville. Ooh. Statistically, he's better. Uh, For one game? No, on the season. On the oh. season. Total in the season. He didn't even play the whole season. They started a guy who was a walk-on uh, high schooler who's now transferred to Oklahoma, and now it's it's Davis Webb's team. If Davis stays healthy, this team is going to be undefeated well into October. And that, and that that's a fact. That's a fact. So that's $500 right there for every $1 you bet in Vegas. Yep. Uh. They'll be defeated well into October. <laughs> and then they start playing real teams. Uh, okay, so, so CJ, you totally disagree with that. Uh, no, I, I'm I mean, the professor. They, they, they have a chance. Anyone has a chance if you get hot the right. I mean, people forget. Texas Tech almost went undefeated those years ago when they had Crabtree. And um, I forget their the name of their um other their their other system quarterback Cliff back, Kingsbury. It was not Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Cliff that Kingsbury. was two thousand, right? Because yeah. he dated what Britney Spears and, yeah, and that, Jessica Simpson. That's when oh, we were man. all in. That's when we were all in uh, college. We 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 now get to the the truly uh, true uh, core of the matter of why Justin Fowles is the biggest Cliff Kingsbury fan. Cliff has on ESPN.com. He was the Johnny Manziel of his day. He has <laughs> he he reads just tweets all about himself looking good. Just tweets that he gets about himself looking good to the camera. It's really strange, but it's compelling uh, video. I urge everybody to go. We'll put it on our Facebook page. <laughs> uh, Going Deep Louisville f- College Discourse Radio, whatever it is. Going Deep uh, Facebook page. We'll have that on there tomorrow morning. We'll, we'll, I, I will resist that mightily. <laughs> we, we, we'll see how that goes. And then we'll then we'll read all the tweets of CJ that CJ gets from all the single ladies. L- ladies out there, I want to point out that CJ Mance is single. And and call that hotline if you want want to, want to get his phone number and we'll we'll take that off the air. I oh, I see it. All the lights are are lighting up right now. That's and it's true. We have no no children, no wives. We do college football, and that is it. That is it. Uh, we're about out of time, but I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna do one really quick 
Uh, this is something that I've thought about all season, you know, all off season, and we prep all the time here. But it, my my deep deep sleeper to win a national championship is Texas. Yeah, Texas has the greatest football coach in college football, Charlie Strong. And uh, and I hope this this season treats him well. I think he, they have a they have a huge huge chance to rebound from what was a a terrible terribly inconsistent performance by Casey McCoy. They've got David Ash back, who's a better quarterback than he ever was, throwing throwing more interceptions and touchdowns last season. Uh, yeah, it's a work in progress, and yes, it's a long shot, especially with a schedule where you face UCLA, Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Iowa State, TCU at the very end, and BYU, which humiliated them last year. Yes. Um, yeah, and that was that was I think really the death knell of Mac Brown when he lost to BYU in such a terrible fashion. But you look at their tough games; most of the tough games are at home. Uh, that, that's a stadium where it holds a hundred thousand people, and everybody everybody comes in there is intimidated by all those Longhorns. But uh, we're down to our last our last few minutes, and uh, we want to we want to give a big shout out to Brandon Lawrence. The best, the best personal injury attorney in Southern Indiana and in Louisville, Kentucky. Call him if you if you ever get into an accident. If you ever if you ever have any uh, any issues, call Brandon Lawrence. He's your man. Um, CJ, before we get off here, we got about two or three minutes left. Do you think that this this bowl system, this bowl, because every every week there are going to be some new rankings coming out. Are you looking forward to this, or do you think this is, this is a step back? Because I know you love the BCS champion. I am looking forward to the energy that a playoff is going to create. This College football is bigger than college basketball, but the college basketball tournament is the biggest thing out there. It's the biggest thing in college sports. So what I'm looking forward to is when you have four teams, two games, heading to that championship game, Around all the other bowl games and all the other things that are staying in place, this will be, they always show on ESPN, this is the most wonderful time of the year. This will be truly will be the most wonderful time of the year. Just more football. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to the Cardinals being in that Final Four. <laughs> Fouts. Coma sleeper. <laughs> and Fouts is obviously looking forward to seeing Cliff Kingsbury every Saturday on the sidelines. Uh, we're about out of time, but we want to leave you all with, with just what we're going to do this season. And that is we're going to look at the odds we're going to look at all of Vegas has to offer out there, and we're going to try to focus on games that we think could be beaten, where you could actually beat those odds. Um, before we get off here, as always, thank you, Brandon. Thank you uh, to Justin Fowles, my, my co-anchors here, and uh, to C.J. Mance. C.J. Mance, he is the, your life insurance broker with New York Life. Call him at 678-938-8961. Uh, check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. Um, we, we archive all these shows on SoundCloud for your later enjoyment. And uh, catch us next Wednesday at 7.30. Um, and as always, thank you to, to 1450 Sports Bus. See you next week.